This week's parsha is parsha Shaftim, and I want to discuss something that's Nagea to Shaftim, but uh, in the context of Elul, we've said before that Elul is Rashi Tevis um, of several psukim. A lot of the Svarim Hakadoshim bring that the word. Elul is a Rashi Tevis of three primary psukim throughout Tanakh. The first pasuk that Elul is a Rashi Tevis of is Anila Daidi Vidaidi Li. Beautiful pasuk in Shirashirim that I am to my beloved, my beloved is to me. That's Rashi Tevis Elul. There's another pasuk that is brought in the Svarim. It's in Megillus Esther about sending Shalach Manis. There's a third Pasuk, Es Levavcha, the Es Levav Zarecha. Three Psukim that all have Rashi Tevis, Kisidron, Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed. And what I always wanted to say about these three psukim was that they really represent the three dimensions of Elul. Ishlereho Anila Daidi Li is Rashi Tevis Elul because one of the Avedis of Elul is coming back to the Rabbi Nishalim, having that relationship that we so desire, that closeness, that intimacy with Akadish Baruch Hu, and Throughout the year, it gets severed. Sometimes it gets shattered. It gets shaken. Elul comes, and we have that opportunity to renew ourselves vis-a-vis Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We could daven better. We say slichas, and we go and we uh, we learn better. We uh, we try to really connect and communicate with the Rebbeinu Shalom as we always dream of. That's one opportunity that Elul affords us. Another opportunity is, of course. Ishlareehu Matanis Lavyanim sending Shalachmanis, which symbolizes the Ben Adam the interpersonal relationships that we have with our friends, with our family, with our children, with our wives. We have an opportunity during Elul to also dust off those relationships and to, to clean them up a little bit and to try to come back to one another. We have relationships that went really bad over the course of the year, and we got into fights with people, we insulted people, people insulted us, there was a lot of hurt, and now we have an opportunity to ask Mechila, or to give Mechila, or to embrace people, it's a new, there's a whole new matzav during Elul that really doesn't exist throughout the whole year, during the winter I'm not inclined to go over to a friend that wronged me, or that I wronged, and embrace him, but during Elul, if you're into it, then you should be able to unlock that, that key to, uh, to, to having successful interpersonal relationships. And finally, Es Levav That means that your heart. That's an internal Aveda. That's an Avedas Pnim. That's something that, it's not between me and God. Obviously, everything is between me and God, but it's not directed at God. It's not directed at my neighbor, at my friend, at my chavrusa, at my roommate. It's, it's internal. It's an aveda that we call bein adam la'atzmai. It's something that I do with myself. And I have to uh, come back to myself. 
and try to deal with myself. And that's the hardest of all Avedis. I could deal with God, I could deal with my friend, but it's very difficult to look inside and, and really come to terms with me. I saw a cute story from Reb Melech Biederman. He brings in one of his svarim that this time of year there was a, a certain roicha, um, like a, a peddler, that goes through the streets and he says that whoever is interested in having a, a new year that's really a shanataiva, a gishmaka new year, go to a certain pharmacy and in the pharmacy they're selling vitamins and you take a vitamin, you're going to have a gishmaka year. So everybody like, you know, shrugs. There's one avrech that buys into this. You know, there's always that guy that gets the tzom cow pills and whatever, everything that's being sold in a drugstore is kaidish kadashim. And he says, all right, I'm going to the drugstore going to buy myself one of these uh, vitamin pills, and why not? I'm going to have a great year. So he goes to the pharmacist, and he says, I want to buy one of these pills. I hear a lot about it. There's a vitamin. He says, um, which vitamin are you talking about? He says, I think I heard them say vitamin C. Vitamin C is the vitamin I think that I take that you're going to sell me that's going to give me a good new, new year. He says, no, my friend. He says, it's vitamin B. He says, vitamin B? He says, yeah. Ein hadavar taloi ela B. Chazal bring a story without getting into it, but the recognition of that it's my fault, that I have to deal with myself, that I have problems, I have issues, and I have to resolve those issues, and that if I hide them, and if I conceal them, and I try to look everywhere else to find the problem's solution, except for looking internally, it's not going to work. The greatest vitamin that we could take this time of year is vitamin B. Ain hadavar tali ella B. It's in me. It's everything is in my hands. Don't look to blame this person, to blame that person, to blame my parents, to blame my rabbeim, to blame my, my friends and my roommates and my childhood and my upbringing, my camp. My look inside. And when we can deal with our own issues inside, and it's a difficult thing. I'm not. I don't mean to oversimplify it. But it really is where everything starts and ends, is having this avedas pnim, this internal avedah. That's perhaps the greatest legacy of Chaydesh El, if we're able to really tap into it. That's the es levavchav, es levav. If we're able to go into our hearts, deal with ourselves, take long walks with ourselves, try to really understand ourselves and why we're doing certain things, why we're, why we're having certain behavioral patterns and why we can't shake them and, and why we're so angry and why we're so depressed and why we're so uh, you know, uninterested in certain things. Where is it coming from? That is the most important starting point in the Avedah of Elul and indeed in the Avedah of life. Now, I want to tie this into Parsha Shaftim. Right out of the gate of Parsha Shaftim, the Pasuk says something very interesting. It says, Shaftim v'shaytrim titein l'cha. You should give to yourself. Shaftim v'shaytrim. Judges and officers, police officers, they're the ones that actually uh, meet out the punishment. The judges don't do that. The judges might say somebody's chayev malchus but they're not the ones that are going to bring out the, the whip and start giving somebody malchus, or they're not going to institute, impose the actual knas. That's up to the shaiter. The shaiter is the police officers, just like we have in America. You have judges, and then you have people that execute the justice, which is police. It's shaitrim. Titein l'cha. You have to give to yourself. 
tzimzich. You have to give yourself judges and shaitrim, b'chol sharech and all your gates. And then the pasuk continues and says, but be careful with your judges because judges can sometimes do bad stuff. They shouldn't be favoring somebody. If a chash of a spitzy guy comes into your courtroom, you shouldn't like automatically favor him over the poor guy. Or maybe you have a, a, you're a bleeding heart guy and you, you're going to favor the poor guy over the gvir. Don't do that. Don't give any favoritism. And don't take bribery. Don't take bribes from everyone. Because bribes blind, even smart judges, brilliant judges, but if you dangle a little bribe in front of them, they're sold, they can't, they're biased, they can't see out of their, they can't remember the Shulchan Aruch anymore once they have a little bit of a bribe in them. And then the Pasuk continues and says, Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdav. You have to chase after, you have to pursue righteousness. So I saw in Svarim that they all asked, what does it mean, shayftim v'shayftim titein l'cha? I understand, you have to appoint judges. What does it mean, titein l'cha? What is l'cha? What is that extra word in the Torah? That you have to have just judges. So the Arachayim HaKadosh wants to suggest that the people that have the mitzvah to be memana judges, meaning there is a, a committee, a search committee to appoint these judges, they also have to abide by the justice system. Don't think that you're above the law. Just because you're appointing judges, that means you don't have to be held to the same standard because, you know, you're the king maker. You made the judges, so you don't have to, like, listen to the judges. No, you also, you people that are in charge of appointing judges, you are also subject to the justice system just like everybody else. There's no one that's above the law. But listen to Ramesha Feinstein Pshad, a, a gorgeous, gorgeous Pshad if I've ever seen one. He says like this in a Sefer Kol Ram, Shaiftim v'shaitrim titein l'cha. Ultimately speaking, a judge, every single individual is a judge. We're all judges. Me and you, you might not have smicha, you might not have yadin yadin, but we're all judges. We're judging who? Who are we judging? First of all, we're judging other people. Of course, we're always judging other people. We have to deal with that also. That's another problem that we have, that we're, you know, that's being dam l'kavzchus. We have courtrooms in our mind, and we're looking at people, and we're shotsing everybody up. We're deciding, you know, life and death issues based on our job. That's a different discussion. That's another shmuz. But Ramesha says that shayftim v'shayftim titin l'cha, that you yourself have to judge yourself you have to live within your own courtroom and see and ask yourself, how am I doing? How am I doing Yiddishkeit-wise? Don't, you know, you have to be your own judge. And you ask yourself, Taka, how am I doing? The Masulsi Sharm says that there's something called Pishpush and then there's something called Mishmush. Yifashvesh B'maisav, the Gemara says, and Yimashmesh B'maisav. And the Ramchal explains that there's a difference between these two terminologies. Both of them roughly mean like to check out, to observe, and to, and to feel your maisim, to see where you're holding. But he says that pishpush means you have to like have a broad panorama of how are you doing? My mitzvahs and my averis. Am I doing, am I going to davening? Am I, uh, am I giving tzedakah? Am I learning tyra? Am I doing, am I being mechabi my parents? Am I being mechabi tamin 
uh, am I giving meiser? Am I uh, doing chesed? Whatever, they, whatever it is. And then you have to look at the averis. Am I speaking too much lashon hara? Am I watching things I'm not supposed to? Am I listening to things that I'm not supposed to? Am I taking? Uh, uh, a, 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 am I doing life well? From the Rabbi Shalom's perspective, I have to be the judge. I am the shayfet to determine whether or not how am I doing. That's pishpush. And then there's another stage, and that's a deeper stage called mishmush. Mishmush means you actually actually feel. Even in the good things that you're doing, am I doing them really, really well, or is it just to be itzi? Yeah, I'm going to davening, but how's my kavana? Am I, am I, I'm giving tzedakah, but am I giving enough tzedakah? Am I giving it belayv shalim? Am I happy to give it? Am I making the ani feel good about themselves? And so the Ramchal is telling us that we are really our own shayftim. We have to look at ourselves in the mirror and judge ourselves. It's titain l'cha. You have to be your own judge. And Ramesha says you also have to be your own shaiter. You have to be the one that actually carries out the judgment, meaning it's not enough just to judge yourself whether or not, how am I doing? Then you have to try to make gedarim for yourselves to try to fix the problems. So, for example, if a person has an union of, uh, uh, with the internet, with technology, and they're like constantly being nichshol, so you could judge yourself and say, okay, guy, listen, buddy, we got we to change this. It's not going good. I, I, I'm not doing well. I keep being initial in, in, you know, in my, with my smartphone, with my internet, with my laptop. So that's a shayfe. That's good. At least you're judging yourself. You're sizing yourself up. You're evaluating yourself. But now what? Now, says Ramesh, you have to be a shaiter. You also have to then step in and, and, and actually execute the justice that you have decided what am I going to do? Okay, now I have to make a gather for myself. I got to maybe put a, a series of knossos, just like shaitrim. They find people. They make gedarim. They, they make sure that things are running smoothly in the city. You have to do that for yourself. Sometimes you have to put a knas on yourself. Sometimes guys come to me and they say, I, Rabbi, I can't control, uh, you know, at night I'm watching too much, spending too much time on the internet. I said, okay, bring me your phone at the, uh, every night and I'll keep it in my office. It's going to be under lock and key. No, it's too much. I, need, I have classes. And I said, all right, how about this? If you use your internet after a certain hour then, uh, you know, for, a, for an inappropriate thing, you'll pay me $5 the next day. Or if you wake up late for a job, you're having a problem waking up late. So, so you have to find yourself. You have to do something to actualize what you know that you're doing wrong. You have to make a gather for yourself. You have to make knosses for yourself. You need this one-two punch. You have to be your own shayfet. You have to judge yourself honestly. And you also then have to actualize the justice. See what you could do to get yourself straight. When you're mamashbesh from myself and see, you know, is my th- the things that I'm doing well, is it well enough? Am I really, am I learning or, or am I not? If I'm learning, how well am I learning? Could I learn better? Could I, could I chazer more? Whatever you're doing, you have to be your own judge. That's basically what Ramesha says. But, Rabbi said, there's a problem here. And the problem is, as the Psukim continue, the problem is, When I am judging myself, and we all know this, when we're judging ourselves, we really can't trust ourselves. We can't. Because if I'm, in my, if I'm my own judge, left to my own devices, I'm going to always give myself a free pass. I'm always going to favor myself. 
I'm always going to say, you're a good guy, don't worry about it. I could see other people, what they're doing wrong, but it's very hard for me to see myself as doing something wrong. I don't look at myself, I don't want to look at myself as doing something wrong, so I justify it. I say, all right, it's true that I'm maybe, uh, you know, waking up late for davening, but I got to sleep late. Why did I get to sleep late? Because I'm tired. Why am I tired? Because I have to study for a test. Okay, that might be true, but that still shouldn't, so you have to study earlier, go to sleep earlier, but I always will make excuses for myself. Why am I speaking Lashonara? Because it's Latayelis. If it's Taka Latayelis on those certain, you know, exceptional cases that you're allowed to, fine. But we know that that's not the case most of the time. We're, we're just talking because, you know, we want to talk about, you know, somebody else. So we're basically not able internally to be good judges because just like a judge always has to be worried that he might be biased if somebody is rich, if somebody is chashu, if somebody is poor, there's always things, or if somebody gives him a bribe, we're always bribing ourselves. We're, we can never really see ourselves clearly because we love ourselves. We have what's called negios. We, we favor ourselves. It's me. So I don't want to, I can't look at myself in a bad light. So I'll justify everything. I could watch anything I want. I could do anything. I could go anywhere. And when I do it, it's caution. When you do it, it's trafe. But when I do it myself, it's fine. There's an amazing story with the Sma. The Sma was one of the great Paiskim. He wrote a commentary to Shulchan Aruch called Sma, the Sma Samach Mem Ayin, Sefer Meiras Einayim. And if you look in a tshuva on the Ksav Seifer, he brings from his father the Chasam Seifer, that, uh, an amazing story that took place with the Sma, that if it wouldn't be in, this, in the Ksav Seifer, we wouldn't be able to believe it. The Sma apparently had a Din Taira for himself. He wasn't the judge. He was actually one of the Balai Din. I don't know what it was about, maybe a piece of real estate. Something was happening, and the Sma was defending himself. He didn't have a lawyer. He, didn't need the, he was the place of Gadar. So he didn't need any any didn't he didn't know he didn't need any any he was re- representing himself and he was vigorously defending his position. He was saying this is what it says in Shulchan Aruch and this is what it says in the Shach and this is what it says and this is how we paskin and this is a psak halacha. And then the other person said his side of the story and the Dayanim went against the Sma. They paskin against the Sma and the Sma got livid. You're passing against me. I could put all of you in my back pocket. I'm the Sma. How could you pass against me? And they said, because we found a precedent in, a, in, in one of the Sifriyat Paiskim that say to, do, to go against you. He says, well, who could that be? That's, not, that's impossible. I, I'm the Sma. He says, they said to him, we actually saw it in the Sma. In your very own Sefer, you passed against yourself. He says, what are you talking about? They pull out the Sefer, they show it to him, a tshuva in his Sefer, and Imamish paskin against himself. And he was, he said, like, I can't believe it. He says, now I see how great are the words of the Chacham that say, you can't see any shlecht in yourself. You can't see anything bad in yourself. You always see the good in yourself, and that's good. You should see good in yourself. But the fact of the matter is that you, a person is so biased when it comes to himself. If he would have been sitting on the din, he would have, he would have seen clearly what the Allah is, as he himself asked him. But because he had some bias in the fact that he was the one that was being judged, it affected his vision. It affected the clarity of what the Allah is. 
And because of that, he wasn't able to see clearly. And we have the same exact problem. We have this problem that we, if we're just doing internal avayd and we're doing pishbush and we're doing mishmush and we're hoping that we're able to, to really see ourselves clearly and to rule and to judge and to affect change in ourselves, it's very difficult because the Pasuk continues and says that you're, you're taking shaykhad every minute. What's the shaykhad? The shaykhad is, I have hanah from if I speak lashonara, I get pleasure. Pleasure is the biggest shaykhad. I want to do something, let's say, um, um, let's say I want to eat ice cream. Okay? I'm chalishing for this ice cream. There's a, a delicious ice cream sundae in my fridge and I'm in my freezer and I'm staring at it the whole day. But the problem is that I ate fleshigs before and I don't remember, you know, how long ago I ate fleshigs. Uh, you guys, most of you probably wait like five, six hours, I wait three hours. But even me, you know, I have a, you know, you, you want to eat, eat the ice cream, but you don't remember exactly when did the meal end, when did I start eat, stop eating. So if you're going to ask me, I'm going to tell you to be machmer. You know what, uh, you don't know. So then go with the, with the, you know, with the nth option and then count three hours, three plus X. But when it comes to myself, if I really want to eat that ice cream, I'll go, I'm going to find the cool. I'll say, man, it's into the third hour, it's into the sixth hour, and I think I did, and I think I remember, because I want it. That's a taiva, that's shaykhad. The ice cream is my shaykhad, I want it, so I'm not going to be able to really see clearly the truth. If you come to a dayan, he'll tell you what to do, a paisik will tell you what to do. So to that, the Pasuk says, and Ramesha really doesn't say it in this piece, says it in a different piece. But the next Pasuk says, Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdaif. That you have to chase after justice. You have to run after justice. What does that mean? And the Gemara says, you know what it means? You have to go after Halaychacher, Bestin, Yafeh. You have to go and go to a Bestin, go to a good Bestin. Even if you're dying yourself, you have to go after a good Bestin. You know why? Because you have Nagias. You have Nagias. So you can't pask in a shayla for yourself. Obviously, if it's a basic shayla, you could pask in for yourself. But it's something complicated or something that you feel you might have bias about. You have to go to somebody else. You have to go to a Rebbe. You have to go to a Rav. You have to go to a Rosh Hashiva. You have to go to somebody else that has the ability to be objective because you can't. And that's really the, uh, the sequence of the, of the Pasuk is saying, really, you should really be your own judge, but you can't. Because you're going to have hakaras panim and you're going to have shaychad, and you're going to favor yourself, and you're going to take bribes. So you have to be careful. What do you do? What do I do in such a case? Tzedek, tzedek, tirdaf. You have to run after judgment. You have to look for dayanim. You have to you have to remove yourself from the din. You have to recuse yourself from being a dayan and understand that you need to come on to somebody else, somebody objective, somebody that you trust, and, and speak to them about your issues. And make sure that what you're doing with your problems, with your avarice, with, your, with, your, with all of the challenges that you have, you need somebody that you could go to and speak them out with because you yourself are really, at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to see 99% of the issues or deal with them because you're internally incapable of doing that. I'll give you an example of this with a beautiful Beis Halevi, famous Beis Halevi. The Pasuk says that when Yosef 
revealed himself to his brothers and he said, Ani Yosef Avichai. It says, the, the, the brothers could not, could not, they started bawling. They couldn't stand that taichacha that Yosef was saying, Ani Yosef Avichai. They couldn't stop, you know, they couldn't control themselves. I mean, they started crying when Yosef revealed himself. And the, Gemara, the Medrash says, Woe is to us on the day of judgment, and woe is to us on the day of rebuke, that Yosef rebuked his brothers and they were completely brokenhearted as a result. That's going to be like a little bit of a taste of what's going to happen to us, we're going to die, HaKadosh Baruch is going to give us a big Musr Shmuz, and we're not going to be able, we're going to, we're going to break from that Musr Shmuz, we're going to go crazy from that Musr Shmuz. So basically, I don't, what, I don't see any Musr here. All Yasef did was he told his brothers, Ani Yasef, Ha'ayra Vichai, Am Yasef, is my brother still alive? Is my father still alive? Is that so horrible? He's asking a nice question to them. He wasn't screaming at them. He wasn't shouting. He didn't say, you sold me down to Egypt. You threw me in a pit with snakes and scorpions. You left me for dead. You hated me. He didn't say that. That wasn't the Teichacha. What did he do wrong? Where's the Teichacha in the words of Yosef? Says the Beis HaLevi, a classical pshat that we all have to know. The Beis HaLevi says, we all have inconsistencies in our life. We are all hypocrites. As much as we see hypocrisy in other people, you know, if you see, uh, I remember one time a guy told me that he can't go to a certain shear. This is many years ago. The Rebbe is not in Yeshiva anymore. Can't go to ten, he can't go to shear anymore. I said, why not? He says, because my Rebbe, I was walking the other, we were learning, uh, we're learning Baba Kama this year about Mazik and Nizik. The whole year we're learning Mazik, Nizik, brilliant shirim. And, and I saw Rebbe parallel parking. And he like parallel parked, he smashed into the car behind him. Then he went forward, he smashed into the car in front of him, then he smashed into the car behind him, like, you know, Mr. Magoo, like he was like mamish, like, like just boom, 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 and gets into the side, goes, I said, I can't learn from that. I can't learn from such a Rebbe. How can I learn from such a Rebbe? He's t- teaching me about Mazak Vinizik the whole year, and he's Mazak it's, it's hypocrisy. And we see hypocrisy very clearly in other people. Sometimes we see it in. In, in siblings, we see it in parents, sometimes in, in sometimes Rabbeim. But you know what? We have hypocrisy inside of us as well. We have a lot of inconsistencies that we need to iron out. I'll give you a few classical, famous examples that we all know. You know, I can't, Rabbi, I can't wake up for davening. What time is davening? Seven o'clock in the morning. I can't, at 7.45, I can't, can't wake up. Just can't wake up. I have three alarm clocks. They're all going. I'm, I just hit all the snooze buttons the whole morning. I'm playing, you know, whack-a-mole, like boom, boom, boom. I keep on hitting all the snooze buttons. I keep going. I just can't get out of bed. I Pasha cannot get out of bed. I can't wake up. I'm not an early riser. I'm a night owl. I'm a night person. Whatever people say, all that Tyro. Now, you know, tomorrow morning you have a, you know, you have to, you have a vacation uh, to Florida, okay? And your flight, you bought a ticket. The flight is leaving 6.30, all of a sudden, guess what happens? You jump out of bed, five o'clock in the morning, you take a shower, it's geschmack, you're running, you get the Uber, and you're at the, air, you're at the airport with plenty of time to go. That's not hypocrisy? So I mean, you can't, the, the terrorist is that you can wake up. Just you, you, you only wake up for things that you want to wake up for. You don't want to wake up for davening. So... Lost is going to do what? He's not going to say, you should wake up, you should have woken up for davening because 
your Rosh Hashiva woke up every morning for davening, or because Ramesha Feinstein woke up, they're going to, they're not, forget about them. They're going to say, you, have, you should have woken up for davening. You're going to say, well, I'm not, okay, then how come on, uh, you know, on September uh, 2nd, 2022, you were able to get up to go to the airport. You were able to go, you were going to a ball game. You were going up to, to wherever. You were, you were, when you wanted to do something, you had the ability to get up. So don't feed me this. Don't sell me luxury, as they say in Eretz Israel. Don't, don't sell me a bill of goods that, you know, that you couldn't. You could. And you yourself, your own actions are going to be the greatest litigation against you. A person says, you know, I can't, I can't give enough, I can't give tzedakah. Why? I don't have enough money. Oh, really? You had enough money when you wanted to go to a fancy restaurant and have a steak. You had enough money when you wanted to buy yourself a, you know, a brand new baseball glove. You had enough money when, but so in other words, you ha- you don't have money for things that Hashem wants you to spend your money on, but you have money for everything else. These are in glaring, glaring inconsistencies in our own behavior, and we all don't think it's just you. It's everybody in the room. It's everybody in the world. We all do this, but we're not able to see it. And the Beis Halevi says, this was the greatest teichacha that Yosef gave to the brothers. What was the brothers' taina? The brothers' taina was, you know, we can't have uh, Binyamin come down uh, to see it because if Binyamin comes down, our father is going to die. If we don't bring our, if, you're, if we don't bring Binyamin back to our father, you know he's going to die. You're so worried about Binyamin, about your father and his death, because if he doesn't have his son, his beloved son Binyamin, you know what's going to happen with your father? Really? Ani Yosef, I am Yosef. You sold me down to Egypt. There you weren't concerned with our father. Our father seemed to have survived that just fine. Then you weren't worried about it. But now you are? You're claiming to us that, you're claiming to me that you need Binyamin back, in your fa- back by his father. He has to stay by his father because otherwise your father's going to die? Well, I'm Yosef. Guess what? You sold me. You threw me into a pit. You sold me down to Egypt. And our father's still alive? Yeah? Oh, so when it's convenient for you to use it as an excuse to get Binyamin back, then it works. When it's not convenient, then, but it do- then it doesn't? V'layachlu... Echav, Lis Apik, the brothers were not able to face Yaisa, they weren't able to deal with this because the greatest Taichacha is when we're shown inconsistencies in ourselves. Now, the problem is that we don't see those inconsistencies. We have to see them, but we don't see them. Why? Because of what we're saying today, because we have Nagias, we, we love ourselves, we don't want to see that there. We want to see ourselves as always good, and we make excuses upon excuses upon excuses for everything that we do. And sometimes everybody say the excuses might be valid. I'm not talking about the valid excuses, I'm talking about the excuses that are invalid. And we don't always see those things so clearly. And a Rebbe, a really good Rebbe is somebody that you should be able to go to and approach and lay out everything on the table and say, Rebbe, what do I do? I'm having this problem. I don't know how to deal with it. I can't deal with it internally anymore. I need your help. I need your help. And a Rebbe is going to, or a Rav, or somebody that may be a parent, is going to be able to maturely go through your issues and try to deal with them properly. Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdaf. You have to chase after justice. You have to look for somebody to be your, your Mayor Hira. I always ask a very simple question. Why do people go to yeshiva? 
Why do people go to yeshiva? Look, your parents are spending, I don't know how much the tuition is here, you know, whatever it is, 25000 30000 whether you're on scholarship or not, there's always, it's a lot of money that your parents are spending. I don't understand. There's something called Torah, uh, Torah Anytime. Okay, you can get most of the shirim on there. Or you can go to Lander Torah. You can go to other, other yeshiva's websites. They have thousands of shirim. You can get shirim from the best Magide shir in the world. You can get Rabash Ari'eli, you know, his MP3s, and you can listen to that all day. Why do people actually have to be in a yeshiva? Is that a good question? You learn on your own. Like, go, you know, go back to, to COVID days, Chas Vashalom. You learn on your own. You get a Gemara, and you listen to, to great Magide shir from all over the world, or you watch them even on a video. And that's it. What do you need a yeshiva for? Why do we need to be in yeshiva? There's so many other options. And I'll tell you why you need to be in yeshiva in one simple answer. And that is because in yeshiva you have a rebbe. You don't have a rebbe on Torah anytime. You have Torah, you have wisdom, you have knowledge, but you don't have a rebbe. What is a rebbe? A rebbe is somebody that could help you through issues. You cannot speak to a screen and ask them to, to be Shail Eitzah, what do I do? I, I'm going out with a girl and I'm not sure she did this and she did that, she said this, she said that, her parents did this, her parents did that. What do I do? How do I, what, what should I do? Should I marry her? Should I not marry her? Should I go? You can't get that anywhere but in yeshiva. I have a problem with technology, I don't know what to do. You can't speak to a computer and have a, a rabbi on the, on the computer and he's not going to answer you back. You need to sit down with a Rebbe and you have to explain to him what you're going through and then your Rebbe will be able to hopefully take you by the hand and guide you through this fog and get you through it. I don't know what career to go for. What's the best career that I'll be able to, to learn and to daven, like I mentioned, to be a, a Baltzadaka and to be able to have family time? What's the career that I could choose? You don't know that. I definitely didn't know that when I was your age. I had no idea. And I... And as great as my rabbeim were and my mashkiach was, they were a good 60 years older than me. I couldn't relate to them, really. And they, I didn't go to them. Maybe I should have more, but I didn't always feel like that they would get the, the problems, that, the issues that I was having. They didn't get. Nowadays, Baruch Hashem, we have the ability to go to rabbeim. Our rabbeim are sort of, you know, our, not our age group, but like they're still relatively young they get the world around them. They understand the, the nisyanis of this generation to a certain degree. They understand what the challenges are of a Ben Tyra today. And you go and you sit down with me. You sit down with, your, with a Manal. You sit down with your Rebbe. You sit down with wh- whoever, and, or an Avrich in Yeshiva, Shalom in Yeshiva, and you, whoever you feel comfortable with. And you go over to them and you can open up and, know, and it stays there with, between you and him. And that's it. And you have a clear path in life. Because you're in a yeshiva, you get also shirim, and you get and you get a college degree, and you get uh, a lot of uh, camaraderie, and you have roommates, and you have chevra, and you have a tish, and you have a vad, and you have you have a, a mishmar. You have a lot going on besides for this. But I think that the one thing that you're getting out of yeshiva that you really there's no substitute is you get a rebbe, you get a connection, you get a relationship, and that relationship is a kasher nitzchi. It's a, it's eternal. People still call me literally 15, 20 years after they leave yeshiva, they're still calling me with their shilas and with their, with their successes and with their failures and with their nachas and with their... With their they, they call me because and I'm available. And I think all the rabbeim in yeshiva are the same exact way. I have hours 
the whole day. I, I really, I'm, I'm here from Tafiyami at 7 in the morning, and I come, and I, co- I go home 10.30 at night, and for the most part, I'm here most of the day, and I'm here for you. And the Manal is here for you. And, and, and your Rebbe is here for you, whichever share you're in. There's, you have an unparalleled opportunity to be able to really go through life and start at this pivotal time in your life with a Rebbe, with, with, with Hadracha, with guidance, direction that's so invaluable. You would not get this if not for this beautiful Makam Torah that we're Zeicha to be in. Tzedek, Tzedek, Tirdif. But it can only be if you pursue your Rebbe. Don't wait for your Rebbe to come to you and to hug you and to, and to make sure that you're okay. It's not always, there's so many Talmidim Baruch Hashem and Yeshiva, there's a limited amount of time. But if you make it your business to go over, tzedek, tzedek, tirdayf, you yourself pursue your Rebbe and you sit with your Rebbe and you say, Rebbe, can I take a walk with you outside? Can I sit with you? Can I come to your office? I need to talk. There's something on my heart that's weighing on me and please help me. That's the beginning of your journey to success. Because otherwise, if you're just spending so much time with yourself and you know that you have inconsistencies, you know you have problems, you have challenges, you have averis, but you don't know what to do with them, you'll just pretty much bottle it up, sweep it under the rug and go weiter, and then we're going to be by next Roshan and the Roshan after that, and we've never have dealt with the issues that really plague us. It's been Adam la'atzmai issues. This eslevavcha veslevav zarecha. We are in Elul now. And this is the time that we have to really look in the mirror and say, let's change. Let's do it a little better this year. Incremental changes. Let's make ourselves a little bit more, have a little bit more Yerushalayim. Let's get up a little bit earlier. Let's have a little bit more Kavano. Let's learn a little. Let's come to Seder on time more. That's how we affect change. But it has to be done not just by yourself, because we know year after year that sort of just doesn't work, it doesn't stick. But if we have a Rebbe, if we have somebody that we could really go through this with and, and explain our situation and, and come up with a, with a solution to the problem, that is the ultimate way of fixing the problem. just want to end with, uh, with the, that same parak in the Mesil Sisharim. He describes how in the olden days... And maybe even today, I, was, I, I once went uh, in Toronto. Uh, I think there's a place called, is it called Center Park? What's that, that park in Toronto? It's a beautiful in downtown Toronto. All right, whatever. Baruch Hashem, nobody knows that. But uh, anyway, there, I went there once, and, um, and there's a, a maze. There's like, it's called a hedge maze. It looks like this. It's in Great Jewish Wisdom. It looks something like this. I don't know if everyone can see but it's a beautiful concept. In the olden days, the kings and the, and the royalty in their gardens, they would plant, they would have their gardeners, their landscapers. They didn't have video games. They wanted to entertain themselves. And chess got boring after a while. So they made, you know, this, uh, they made these mazes. But it's like a, like a real maze made of beautiful hedged, um, hedged hedges. And, um, and the Msosi Sharm writes like this, the Ramchal, Life is like a complex hedge maze, common in the gardens of royalty, planted for amusement. 
the challenge being to reach a gazebo in its center, right? Like you always want to get to the middle of the maze. There's a gazebo. There's something that you want to hit in the middle of the maze, a little structure that that's where you want to get to. But you're like blind. You can't see where you're going. So you keep bumping into this hedge, that hedge. You think you're going in that way and that. And then and it just always dead ends. So how do you do that? How do you get to the end? You don't, it's, it's impossible. Seeking guidance from someone who has already mastered the labyrinth, who stands on the elevated gazebo and advises the correct path to take is the best way to avoid confusion and reach the designated point. The best way to get through the maze is pretty much to cheat. You have a guy standing on the gazebo. He made it through. He knows exactly how to get through. He's saying, okay, buddy, make a right over there. Okay, no, 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 that's too far. You, you have to come this way now, a little bit that way. And now you're, okay, now you're doing it. Come on, come on, you got it, you got it. And then, shalom aleichem, you're in the gazebo. And the Ramchal says, this is life. This is life. You want to get through this complicated labyrinth of life. How are you going to make it through to the end? It's, it's a long life, Baruch Hashem, and it's, a, it's not always an easy life, and there's challenges galore. How are you going to make it through? Be, with your own knowledge? With your own knowledge, you're going to bump into every dead end, you're going to get so many things wrong, and you're going to burn yourself out with all your attempts at trying and trying and trying. Much smarter, says the Ramchal, is you go and ask somebody that's been through life, that has the chachma. They've been through these decisions already. They've seen, they've been around the block many, many times. They know shiduchim inside out. They understand what a girl is. They understand what a boy is. They understand what shalom bayis is and what might be a potentially harmful uh, scenario for shalom bayis. They understand the different types of professions. They have friends. They have family members. They themselves have gone through different things, and they know. They could tell you, you know, do this, but no, don't do that, or do that, and don't do this, or maybe try this plus that, or do you know this light, whatever it is. There's so many different options, but you don't know. You need somebody that's standing on the on that gazebo, elevated, and they know. They could see exactly what you're going to bump into, and you save yourself so much. Agmas nefesh, so much misery throughout your life because you didn't make your decision alone. But rather, you went and you were tzedek, tzedek, tirdef, you went and you searched out for somebody that's wiser, for a judge that has no biases. No, they, they're, they're just there for you. They want what's best for you. They have no skin in the game. And they're here for you. And that is what a Rebbe is. That is the legacy of Parsha Shaiftim. And during Elul, if you're in a yeshiva with a Rebbe in Chaydesh Elul, you have the trifecta. You have everything going for you. But there's one more thing that you need to do, and that is Tirdaif. You yourself have to go over to your Rebbe or your Mashkiach or your Rosh Yeshiva or your Menal, and you have to go and say, Rebbe, I want to talk. I need to talk. Tell me what I should do. I have this problem. I don't know. I have this suffix. I'm not sure. I'm, not, I'm like on the fence about this career. Tell me what you think. I need to know what you think. And you don't have to listen. I'm not saying it's not a, this isn't, a, you know, if you don't think that, that he has the right answer, then go to another Rebbe. But at least to hear an objective opinion about, you know, somebody that's been there and, and, and have go, has gone through a lot of these issues and that has a little bit of shaykhahs to learning and to Yiddishkeit and to frumkeit and to... 
that is invaluable. You know how much you could spare, how much Agmas Nevich you could spare, as opposed to going to, over to your friend and saying, hey, what do you think? I'm going out with this girl, she's with her, but, you know, and the, your friend doesn't know from anything, so he's going to tell you the wrong advice every single time. He's going to tell you what you should look for, and those are the things you should not be looking for, because he's a guy. He has the Yitzhar just like you do. And you have to sometimes be a little bit elevated above the fray and be able to see, you know, to go into a higher realm of of, of Eitzah. I was just thinking this morning, you know, I, I went to Chaim Berlin, my son and Shine went to Chaim Berlin, and if you ever go to the Chaim Berlin building on, uh, on Coney Island Avenue, you have to walk up like a flight of steps, and then the base, that's where the base medrash is. Why do they build it that way? So you could say maybe they wanted a higher ceiling in the basement, you know, for, for the dining room to be more spitz, but by the Mashkiach's Levaya, by, um, 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 the Mashkiach in Yeshiva was, a, was, a, was an amazing person and he was a, you know, a very big Tamachacham and a big Pikeach and he, when they were building the base Medish, I remember they said by the Levaya that the, I have one comment to make about one input, one ara to the architects who is, who's building this base Medish and that is that I don't want the base Medish to be on the level of Coney Island Avenue. That's the street that Chaim Berlin is on. He said it has, it has to be hecher. It has to be higher than Coney Island Avenue. Meaning you, you can't just go on the street and, and go straight into the base Medish. You should be able to go up, to make an aliyah, and then go in. And, and that's where the base Medish should be. And that's the same thing with life. Don't be pedestrian. Don't take everything like, like a, a regular guy and just do everything regular and ask your buddies and, and do everything in a very unsophisticated way. You have to raise the bar for yourself. And yeshiva, yeshiva is a place that you're able to raise the bar because you're surrounded by so much Torah, by Svarim, by Kedusha, by Starim, by, 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 by nights that, are, that you, could, you could burn the midnight oil. There's so much to do. But the greatest thing that you get from yeshiva that you don't get anywhere else in the world if you're smart, is you get a Rebbe. And you get a Rebbe, and you hold on to your Rebbe, and you don't let go. And the rest of your life, you'll have somebody, you'll have this amazing Urim Metumim that you'll be able to tap into and, and get his advice, get his take on things, because you yourself, whether, and I myself, we're not qualified to paskin for ourselves. Ein Adam none of us. Rabbeim need Rabbeim. When Revolbi you know, was already in his 80s, and Rav Hutner came to Eretz Yisrael, and Rav Hutner might have even been a little younger than Rav Olbi. Rav Hutner was a Ganagainim. Rav Olbi went to him, and he was machnia himself. He, sub, he, he, he basically said, you're my Rebbe now. This is an 85-year-old mashkiach who is the greatest mashkiach in the world. Rav Olbi was the mashkiach, and he himself felt that at 85 years old, he should get a Rebbe. Why? He, he's, the, he's the Rebbe of all the Rebbeim. The answer is that you can't see yourself. You cannot see your own chayvis. So if Revolbi needed a Rebbe, don't we need a Rebbe? We all need a Rebbe. And Baruch Hashem, we have amazing Rebbeim here in Yeshiva, but they're only good if you use them. It's like having a, car, a Ferrari in the driveway. It's very cool to have, but if you never use the car, then it's worthless. You have Rebbeim, take full advantage. Take full advantage. And Amir Hashem, if you do that, your Chaydish El will be amazing, your Hashanim Kip will be amazing, your life will be amazing. Because you'll not only be Isaac in this Elul, in the Ben Adam, 
But most importantly, perhaps, in the internal Aveda, we have to work inside of us. And we need a Rebbe to teach us right and wrong inconsistencies from not to be a dying for us, to be a Pesach from us, to make sure that we're not making fatal errors every single day. That is the Aveda that we have to work on in Yeshiva and Baruch Hashem. We have that opportunity every single day. And let's hop right.